Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. I want to do it yourself, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> you can't make me. Okay. Boom. Turned All it on. Right. Hello. Hello. And hello, especially to our newest Patreon. Thank you so much. We had the permission to say the name? Yes. Morgan, aka Morgasmic. Lee? Morgasmic. Morgasmic Lee, I think. Morgasmic. I didn't put it here. I'm oh, sorry. I tried. No, I'm so sorry. I thought I printed the Trello sheet. <laughs> Morgasmic Open yes. your Trello. I remember, I remember Morgasmic. Morgasmic. Yes. <laughs> newest Patreon. Shout out. Love you. Love you. Aww. So, yeah. That is our newest supporter. We always love our Patreons. Y'all are fucking awesome. We love you a little bit more than everyone else, actually. A little bit. A little bit. I'm not going to lie. It's, a little, it's fine. It's a little we bit. We have favorites. I'm not... Oh, okay. I can have favorites. I can have favorites. It's my podcast. I'm I was like, I'm not favorites playing favorites. You know, that's right. Who tells you you can't have favorites? I, we have favorite everything. Right. Only with kids. Only with children. No, and even they have favorites. I know my parents that's had true. a favorite. Were you that's kidding? <laughs> Me, as obviously. The- <laughs> I was like, as the not favorite, I can, I can agree. Yeah. No, me, I was definitely the favorite. Oh my God, our point. favorite died. Oh, oh. <laughs> my favorite. So sorry. Yeah. Anyways, that was sidetracking. <laughs> Remember that time CJ brought the whole podcast down? <laughs> it just cuts the footage and it's like people lining up to hug me and I'm like, mm. yeah. So anyways, <laughs> um, um, we're, we're talking so, about um, <laughs> d- death. I'm dying. Nice. Um, today, you know what I figured we talk about today? I figured today we talk about age gaps and age gaps specifically in relationships. Yes. I almost fucked it up the first time. <laughs> you I was like, age gaps specifically, general. <laughs> Just, you know, Just general topic, you know. Uh, well, click to expand more. I think we've seen this a lot. I think this has been really present. Well, it's been present forever, but recently in the news, we've seen Dane Cook come up with yes. the age gap billy ray cyrus billy ray cyrus came up with the age gap this has been a long-standing it, like... it happens a lot in celebrities times too. oh D- demi moore and uh, ashton kutcher yep um so and not only just in celebrities like we definitely see are you she hears a siren hold please okay okay she's like a, she's like a puppy. it's taking a long time nope it's got a ways to go oh okay so, this road is so long. It is. Should we have said the name of the podcast? Oh, Freaks, Kings, and Geeks. Oh my. There you go. Back at it. <laughs> We're going to get that one day. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> today in the day. It's been a long day. So. It really has been a long day. Remember that time your day included a warrant and a rental for human trafficking? That was fun. Me- remember, um, that, remember that time I was like, hey, I know you're busy, but I got a detective on the line. <laughs> I don't think I was ever, I never had to say those words before, so that was kind of exciting. That was first. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, good times. So we're going to talk about age gap. <laughs> and I think it's mostly a conversation not only around age gap, but why people are uncomfortable with age gap, why it might not be appropriate at certain ages, mm-hmm. in our opinions. We are not licensed therapists. We're not licensed psychologists. We are not doctors. But 
um, just from the research and how we move about and what we see, mm-hmm. this is kind of our thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you That's have a gauge gap relationship, that you do. This you. will feel like an attack. It will probably feel like an attack. And I'm but... just going to say that up, up front. That's but, okay. You know, we love you. Yeah. Unless I mean, you're doing some of these negative things we're saying, then we don't love you. And I take that, that back. Yeah. And really, you're going to see that my problem with age gap is a very specific age gap range. Okay. Yeah. In my opinion. Okay. Sure. For the most part. Yikes. Everybody, hang on your butts. Everyone's like, Ooh. everyone who's in an age gap relationship, hold on to your butts. <laughs> They're like texting their partners. They're like, is it us? They're is like, it, should we? Is it Mika? Have we ever talked to April? And <laughs> is she it, calling us out now? Everybody who's spoken to you in the last like month is like, holy shit, have I? Oh, no. If you're there in an age gap relationship. She promised she would have put me on the podcast. She did! <laughs> it's just like if you date a comedian, though, when you're dating a podcaster, when you have a friend's podcaster, you can come, it can come up. Yeah, pretty Look, much. Look, let's, let's just be real. We've come after... <laughs> we've come after people. Y'all deserved it, though, so... <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Um, so what should we do first? Probably I always define. like defining. I'm always in teacher mode. Define first, discuss second. Because if we don't agree on what we're discussing, then the discussion's useless. What do you consider age gap? So I, um, for me, I think I probably would have considered over five years as okay. a pretty significant age gap. And then I dated someone six years younger than me. So my answer now is anybody six years or more <laughs> is definitely That's inappropriate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what about you? Uh, 10 years. Okay, okay. Decade. Ooh, minimum as like, that's the, unacceptable. Um, that's when for me it becomes an actual like definable age gap. Okay, that's, that's true. That's fair. Like you've had a couple presidents in between you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's Maybe been... mine is like if you're woke, you know, it's only five. True. It cut it in half. <laughs> well, and this is where it gets kind of sticky is age gaps are also relative at a certain point depending on maturity and yeah and how I far think, is the age gap yeah i guess like for me the maturity piece comes in too but i'm trying not to say like it depends on their maturity because i'm not trying to be like yeah you could have a really mature 18 yeah. year old mm, no no yeah i'm just gonna say no that. thank you i'm just saying it, yeah. Um, so for me, I define age gap as typically 10 plus years okay. anything under that is there is obviously an age gap there is a gap in right. the age range dictionary definition of age gap yeah. is just a difference in age different it could be a day yeah one day is but our for age gap. me true what i call age gap is 10 years or more what's the largest age gap you've ever like dated or been in um, no just dated no just looked up. probably probably my last long term which okay. would have been seven years okay Hey, you heard I me. think now. it was seven. Well, see, now, since you're my best friend, now that I've heard about seven, now my inappropriate number is seven or more. <laughs> you're like, seven or more, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think we were seven years apart. Um, I do want to clarify that I was saying, right, I think over, like, over six years, uh, that's where it becomes, like, significant to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a significant, like, difference in, like, maturity. And maturity. It's hard, yeah. And ex- life experiences. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's my, what's your largest age gap? Um, I think eight years. Eight years. Let's see. Okay, so now our answer is eight years. Thank you. It's now. If you guys are <laughs> paying attention, eight years is the amount that I won't accept. <laughs> it's really hard because, like, you know, obviously, I just consider myself the exception to the rule because of how mature I am. Just kidding. I no, I'm just kidding. What I really wanted to say there is that because maturity can be all across the board, especially when you get past a certain age. Like me, once I've entered my thirties, thirty and up is very like 
I don't know. You can yeah. be anything. I would I would like pursue a forty year old to be like, Yeah, you must be so mature and then they're like just as immature as a thirty or like yeah. me or someone who's twenty six and it's like Well and that's you know, that kinda leads us to why we talk about age gap mm-hmm. when it comes in relation to age. Right. Like, why does it even matter? Why does it even, why why does even it fucking matter? Why, why is there a whole episode on FKG about it? Why, why the fuck are we talking about age? Who, who, who are these two people? Right. So, my problem with age gap mostly comes around the gap between any, essentially anytime 18 to about 27, 28, mm-hmm. when there is someone who is 10 years older than that. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, you know, that's where I start to have an issue with age gap relationships. Okay, okay. Say more. Just because it's like an 18-year-old is still So the big thing is there's actually scientific evidence and scientific studies um, that now show brain development in the frontal cortex uh, specifically is not developed until you are in your mid-20s. And there's actually some studies that are now showing it could be as late as 30. Anything that's saying there's a difference between like... Because I think one thing that comes up a lot is like the male and female difference, like... People talk about that. I mean, so these studies, what they're saying is like the average age is 25, but that's an average. Mm -hmm. So some people develop a little earlier than that, and some people develop later than that. Some people can be stunted. Right. Mm -hmm. So 25, 26 is the average. Um, I would say for most people, in my experience that I move about with, I don't really see people fully maturing until they're closer to 27, 28. Yeah. I mean, if, if we think about it in terms of like... In my example, when I fully started living as like an actualized adult that had my own beliefs and my own way of going about my own life and conducting myself, which was rooted in like, you know, facing what I was taught and re- mm-hmm. relearning and all that stuff. That didn't happen until I was in my 30s. Yeah. Same. I mean, I truly have come into myself way more in my 30s. Yeah. It's almost like I feel like I started at, t- at 28, that work. Yeah. And then, I mean, I was probably working on it gradually since I was 25, but like right at yeah. 28 is where big changes started happening. And then right at 30 is where I started, like, well, where I had an easier, where I could see myself having an easier time with the relationship branding worksheet because it's like I know more of what I'm, like, trying to find and what I'm doing and things like that. And it matters also because your frontal cortex helps um, your reasoning ability, your ability to think think through things, to make um, informed decisions, to Mm -hmm. not be reactive, to, like, it's really what helps you kind of logicize through things. Well, I almost feel like, you know, do you ever, like, my example is, like, when I go through the line at Bolay and, like, all those, like, little college kids are there, yeah. and they're always, like, overly cheery, overly, like, oh, my God, any request I have is not a problem. I guess I feel like that sort of age group is so, quote-unquote, likable because there's such a heavy influence of people-pleasing on how they go yeah. about, because your only experience with, like, people who are older than you when you're that age are your teachers or your parents or, like, mentors, whatever, and so, like, at that point, your dynamic is very, like, well, I want you to be approving of me yeah. so that I know I'm growing in the right direction. Yep. So that's where it's almost like, okay, are, you know, and I, I would worry about this a lot when I was dating the person who was six years younger than me, where I'm just like, are you doing this because you're choosing this, or are you doing this to be agreeable? You know, yeah. like, that's... You're still very impressionable. Yeah. You don't know, like, I fully maintain until you're in your mid to late 20s, you don't even have a sense of who you are. Yeah. Period. You're just figuring out that you don't have a sense of yeah. who you are either. Like, yeah. period, hard stop. I would be hard-pressed to find anyone who says that they are the same person at 30, 35, or 40 oh. that they were at 18. Oh. Right. I was straight edge when I was 20. Yeah. Like, I'm a completely different person now. Yeah. And my confidence is different, and who I am is different. Like, so that's, 
that's the biggest um, kind of counter argument to age gap relationships with anyone in their late teens or like the fact that I'm even saying late yeah, teens makes me want to throw up. Um, late and teens, let me tell you something, people who understand 20s. about this topic, you know, like even if you try to say like, oh, she's 18 or oh, they're, they're 20, you know, it's very no. like, yeah, but we still look at them as children because they're, you know, scientifically well, their brain isn't fully developed. Me and Jay go to the football games and see tons of 18, 19 year old, 20 year olds because we're on campus and so they little. look like fucking children. They do look little. Like I am not attracted to them in the fucking least. Yeah. Because they look like children. Yeah. It's gross. Like, it's gross. Yeah. I, I would be gross the fuck out if I was attracted to an 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 18-year-olds. I love y'all, but... I'm not sorry. Like, I this love you in a platonic way, but I'm not... I'm Hit just... me up when you're 28. Yeah, like, it, there's just such a difference in life experience. Yeah. Um, I've gone through some shit. You've gone through shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been, you've talked openly about your divorce here. Mm-hmm. You have gone through changing into polyamory. You have like, yeah. you've gone through so many evolutions and learned so much that when you're dating 18 year old, they haven't had that experience. Yeah. And they really can't even understand the value of it too. Yeah. Like a lot of it becomes like, you can't even truly appreciate what I've done for myself. That was another thing that kind of came mm-hmm. up is for me is like, wow, I, I at least want someone who can like look at what I've done and been like, that is like, I know that's hard, you know? And it's like, yeah, because you can conceptualize it, but understanding what it's like to live through that kind of stuff and like working on yourself, breaking down these walls, having hard conversations with people in your life, going to therapy, you know, like becoming completely unraveled. (laughs) Like that's something you really only understand if you've experienced it. Yeah. So it does become a little bit, uh, strain to relate to a person who doesn't have that information. And that's, you know, that also ties into the impressionable piece because they do have such a lack of experience. They are very impressionable. Yeah. Um, it's much easier to impress your values and what you want on someone who doesn't know how to create those values or boundaries yet. And I think what uh, some people who are more okay with age gaps kind of trip up on is this idea of like, just because a person that's that age is interested in growing in alignment with what your path is doesn't mean that they're there yeah you know and doesn't mean that that gives i don't feel like gives you permission to like take advantage of that yeah and that i mean and that kind of brings us to one of the big topics around age gap relationships especially in relation to age gaps that deal with 18 to 27 year olds Mm -hmm. is this impressionable grooming piece yeah grooming grooming dun 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 Dun, 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 dun. epic terrible lightning do we have a big sheet of metal that i could (laughs) do the i don't think so (laughs) okay well well, let's work on that um do you want to kind of define because we we had to kind of research the difference between we did common grooming which is grooming of children yeah adult grooming which is technically 18 year olds and older even though i don't agree that 18 year olds are adults yeah but if we don't include them and then child grooming is a thing, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, so, I mean, I think we're all pretty familiar with child grooming. And you can kind of, when you think about it, it has this, like, sinister air of, like, a pedophile with those very specific pedophile glasses that they got at the pedophile flea market. The <laughs> pedophile store. They just fucking all have it. And um, where it's very, like, you know, this is a young, impressionable person. They're more likely to believe you. They're more likely to follow your lead if you say, like, not to tell anybody things. Because they still see you as an adult, so you're the authority figure, and they've learned to trust adults. And the uh, person who's grooming knows that that's the dynamic. And even if they've convinced themselves that they're a 
a minor attracted person. Have you heard I about that? I fucking hate that. Yeah. We should not I hate that do so that. much. We should not I do that. I fucking hate we that. We really shouldn't. I don't... I, listen, it's not like... There's not specific pedophile. programs to help you You're a go pedophile. to therapy. You're a pedophile. You're a pedophile. That's You're not it. a minor attracted person. You're a pedophile. Just stop it. Period. Sorry. Well, isn't... You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like when I was researching grooming too, typically the person that is the groomer is typically fairly close to the child or the person being impressed upon. Uh, yes. And if not, they that's the goal. Is, is to, to be that. in that trusted mm-hmm. position. Yeah. Present yourself as a friend. Get them to trust you. But I feel like usually as children, children are typically groomed by people who already are in their lives, typically. Teachers, adults who are in their lives, family members, close friends. Mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of more of the common? Yeah, that's what I was... Which is kind of what Dane Cook did. Yeah, yeah. That was was a very uncomfortable unraveling. And it should be uncomfortable because it's an uncomfortable thing. It's gross. But, like, the idea that, like, they went to game nights together when she was was 17, 17, but they were just friends at that time. Grooming. Excuse me. Bless me. And I think a lot of people (laughs) don't understand. Like, I guess, like, whenever I approach this conversation, I try to think about it as a person who's like, so? They just, they were friends and they knew that it would be inappropriate before she was 18. Now she's 18 and that's legal. The one day difference doesn't matter. I hate to break it to you. Like, that is a law, and I understand the purpose of the law, but... Well, it's almost saying, like, so then you would you would choose this person as opposed to a person who, like, has a fully developed brain, knows themselves, knows what their preferences is, experience. and would actively perf- take a preference and choose you, and you're saying, no. Not that person. No, no, because maybe that person wouldn't pick me. That's what I always think when I see somebody with that big of an age gap. Yeah. It's like, why didn't your pe- why can't you date your peers? At least when it's that, when you're dating someone who is that much younger yeah. and in that group specifically, 18 to 27, you are dating essentially a child that you can impress upon and have your way. Like, yeah, they're more moldable. Mm-hmm. You can mold an 18 to 25 year old way easier than you can mold a 30 year old. Yeah. And a lot of times when uh, 18 year olds are, you know, that young age, even like early college age are getting into relationships, they're doing it to satisfy like low self-esteem or yeah. trying to figure out what relationships even, uh, what role relationships are even going to have in their lives or trying to recreate a parent like relationship. Or just you know? have the, the cultural norm fairy tale relationship. I want to have the thing with the picket fence and the, you know, they, they haven't been through this shit yet. Right, and that's all to say that they're not operating in a sense of, like, trying to be in a relationship for what's best for them or yeah. what's their highest good, you know? Like, it's more like, ooh, I want to, you know, I don't want to lose this person. You're scared. You're this. So, like, if you're the adult or the older person or the more experienced person in that situation and you know you can walk away from situations that don't serve you and you don't have to, like, abandon yourself, like, that's where I feel like that creates a little bit of a power dynamic. And I don't know if, like, I don't think that people in this age gap are, like, trying to empower the younger person to make their own decisions or learn who they are. I don't know. Maybe not. No. Oh, excuse me. Let me grab this little spider, please. Thank Sorry. You. I, have a, I have a spider friend. Got him? Uh, yes. Got him. I hope I didn't kill him. I think he's alive. <laughs> he's, he fell on the ground. Anyway, okay. leave him. Don't step over here. Just levitate when we're done recording. And so what's the difference between grooming of children versus the grooming of an adult to a technical... By it's, age, it's where you go to pick them up. Adult. <laughs> yeah, you're going to school. Oops. You're going to their house. Yeah, it's, it depends on like the, it's actually the speed limit whether you're in a school zone or <laughs> you're in 15 miles an hour. Sorry, that's gross. Stop joking about that. You're being inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, what I, and I thought this was incredibly interesting, but one of the main differences between a person who is grooming a child and a person who's grooming an adult is that like, it, it, they're both nefarious, but I don't know. It feels evil. It's evil both ways. I'm sorry. It's a different evil. How about that? Um, where they're identifying you because of like your life circumstance and your insecurities and they kind of like rope you into this like I'm the one with the more experience and I know more and I know exactly what you're going through and like it feels like because they're older there's not any taking advantage of happening Mm -hmm. but the person who is the groomer is actually very good at picking like uh, people who have separated from their family system so they're already very easy to isolate um, and are looking for another family system so they'll cling to a person that Mm -hmm. they this could also end up being codependent as well and um or if you like have a limited amount of friends you're mostly a loner like it is a targeting of people who would be easy to influence but not from a place of age or maturity difference but from a place of like lived experience and still insecurity yeah and i think the key thing here is and what they there is a tie-in here so they often stress that like the sexual abuse of children Mm -hmm. a lot of times you don't know because the kids are not reporting it because it doesn't feel bad Mm -hmm. like the whole goal with the perpetrator and oprah talked about this back when she talked about her abuse as a child is the ultimate goal is to make it feel good so they don't go report it to anyone else like to make it feel like a friendship um and to make the actual act itself feel good yeah, ew, but very similarly in this article here talks about, um, it's an article that talks about understanding grooming in adult relationships, also says that this, it's hard to spot grooming because it's meant to feel inviting and welcoming and home and it's meant to feel good. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to spot grooming because in the beginning, it's meant to feel like you want to be there. Yeah. Their, their goal is to not make you feel bad because mm-hmm. if you feel bad, you're not going to trust them and then the grooming can't continue. Do you feel like there's crossover with narcissism there? Like narcissists? Hmm. Because I guess there was like a unique experience that I had with some of the narcissists in my life where it was like building you up, so, but your worth came from that buildup. Yeah. So that's why it was like few and far between. In a way, I think what's different about grooming, at least in my understanding, is grooming specifically a lot of times tries to um, isolate people, mm-hmm. whereas narcissists aren't always necessarily trying to isolate. Mm-hmm. Um, grooming tends to be more isolate, like let's share a joint bank account, let's live together, let's hang out with my friends, let mm-hmm. I should only, like anytime that person makes plans with their friends, oh, I want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, do we have to hang out with your friends again? Oh, do we... I don't want to go to your parents. Like, mm-hmm. that isolation factor is much more key in grooming. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the narcissism in my experience, and by definition, I don't think is as isolating. Okay. Does that okay, make okay. sense? Yeah. I think I think there is some, some crossover in the isolating that I had read about with narcissists, but um, I don't know if it's, like, a defining factor. Yeah. And I think it also depends on the... Because you can also have someone who is a narcissist that grooms. Mm-hmm. So there is one specific person in your existence that I feel very strongly is probably a narcissist, but also capable of grooming. Well, I think he, he, I don't want to name drop who this is, but a very person that we would both be happy dying. Um, (laughs) So 
I think there's a lot of times crossover. We kind of how we were talking about like how narcissists and sociopaths are so similar, mm-hmm. and we think there's a lot of crossover there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's also a similar like groomers probably tend to be more narcissistic or sociopathic. It's almost I think like when we were doing the narcissism episode, we were going over different types of like narcissists too. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you know a narcissistic groomer type thing. Yeah, you know, as opposed to like no, this is categorically narcissism. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So if that made sense. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? They're like, uh-huh. And then we both just flash our boobs and, and then we like, reset. Yes. You reset it. Yeah, exactly. So. But I think it's just hard because so many of these personality disorders, mental health disorders, whatever you want to call them, there is so much overlap because usually it's they don't just have narcissism. Right. They also have this and they have that and they do A smorgasbord, if you will. Yeah. They get the whole fruit salad. Oh, Sometimes some veggies get in there. Yeah. It's all a little, little, yeah, little sprinkling. So I definitely be looking out for an understanding that grooming isn't meant to feel bad in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, well, this person, I'm dating them and they treat me so nice and it's fabulous and they're great to be around and they're so personable and they want to give me all the things. That doesn't mean they're not grooming you. Yeah. How would you identify if you were being groomed? Um, I think definitely the isolation factor. Are you grooming me? Yes. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Yep. We have a, how many years age difference? Five. Four? Oh. Five. Sorry. How old I did, are you? I did five as in how long have we been friends? I was, I didn't let you finish the sentence. It might be five. Number. How old are you? 30. 32. I'm 37. Yeah, five years. Wow. Yeah. We've never talked about that explicitly. Nope. But five years. Turn off the episode. <laughs> and Cut the down. camera. I don't know. We gotta talk now. Um, for me and grooming, I definitely tend to look for uh, a big difference in maturity. Mm-hmm. I tend to look for a big difference in experience, life level. Mm-hmm. Um, looking for the isol- isolation piece for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, if people are starting to be pulled away from their friends, their family, their normal social circles, their normal social interactions, if all mm-hmm. of that is starting to fade away, um, that can definitely be indicative of grooming. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's hard is a lot of that can also look like NRE. Hmm. because well I want to move in with him he wants me to move in right away he wants to share a bank account right away he wants to get married right away he wants to is there an urgency or they I shouldn't say he because this is not so you know this is not exclusive to males um they want to move in right away they want to you know so it would you say is well I mean urgency I feel in general is a red flag urgency in general can be a red flag but it can also be NRE yeah so NRE for me red flag (laughs) yeah NRE (laughs) (laughs) so i think that's the hard piece is like a lot of this can be explained away yeah unless you're really wanting to take a deep look and really look at your relationship and dating like Mm -hmm. are you still maintaining healthy relationships am i an easy target are you right now an easy target i mean like how would you oh i was like are we about to (laughs) Are we about to do the thing? <laughs> no, I mean, I think there was a point in my life where I was an easy target for this kind of thing. Um, and yeah. not until incredibly recently, sad to say. But, I mean, I, like, based on my family system and how I grew up and how I learned to survive, it was very easy to try to, like, immediately be yeah. a subservient. You know, it's like, this is just how I knew how to move about. Uh, so, yes, I would say. And especially when I uh, had dated that narcissist, I felt like... When I look back, it felt I did it even at one point say like I feel like you're so much of a dad that you can't even like be yeah. an equal in yeah. this like relationship, and I don't I mean 
yeah, so the, I don't know. It felt very, like, I, I, I felt like a kid, and, like, if I would talk about things, like, I was, like, putting a drawing on a fridge type thing, not like I was having a conversation with somebody. So that was kind of, like, a key for me. I don't know. I didn't feel like I was being engaged with. I felt like it was part of a formula that, like, didn't really involve me. Yeah, and that's, so it's interesting you bring that up, because at the time, how old were you? Thir- 29? Maybe 29. 29. So you were beyond the development, development yeah. age. Yeah. Um, but I had broken away from a family system. You had. And I was in a breaking family system. And that's where that's where it's a little bit more convoluted because it's not as easy just to say anyone between 18 and 27. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, you're good. Date whoever you want. It can be as old as you want. Mm-hmm. Eh. There are more pieces to consider. That's true. I never forget I went on a date right when I was getting divorced where I had like just been separated and only been a month and this person was very like, we shifted from possibly dating to not dating anymore because of that piece. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, I guess like, that's the opposite where it's like, ethically you should understand that like, that would be a very impressionable time for me as well because I had just, you know, I went from family system to marriage to now was when I was developing yeah. myself. So it was like, oh, okay, you know, you go through that. And then figure out where you are on the other side. Yeah. I appreciate it for that. Got you not to be an asshole still, but I, I appreciated that a lot. At least that was nice of him. Yeah. Hey, he saved me from him. One thing. So, there's Thank one you. good thing about him. <laughs> and that's, I mean, you know, in, I'm now 37. Mm-hmm. I'm now an age where apparently I'm very popular among early 20-somethings, early to mid-20-somethings. And for me, it's a huge turnoff. I am not, that's not a win for me. Um, I'm not interested in dating anyone, God, probably even younger than 30 at this point. Yeah. I mean, for dating. For 29. Yeah. Like, they'd have to be on point for 29. Like, woke as fuck, in therapy, doing all the things, with the cell, like. I don't even know somebody my age doing that. No, I don't even know someone my age. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, for me, Part of the conversations, because me and Jay have talked about it, like, why I'm not comfortable with it. I think you and I have even talked about it, where I feel like I would be hurting someone if I dated them in their mid to early 20s. How so? Um, so I've, I've gone through a lot of shit. Like, mm-hmm. I've gone through cutting off my family. I've gone through having a relationship now of almost 11 years I've gone through opening a business owning two houses like Mm -hmm. I've gone through shit Mm -hmm. and I've been able to go through that shit because I wasn't dating someone who'd already gone through it I was able to go through those experiences because I had the space to do so yeah and so here's the difference also it's like it's gravitating towards something on your own accord because of your own interest because of your own curiosity not because it's like a tried and true path that somebody's trying to guide you on and saying that it would be good for you you know yeah like I wanted the space myself to have those experiences Mm -hmm. And even with Jay, like we, you know, I bought one house, but we bought our bigger house together. Mm -hmm. It was my first experience owning land. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he and I were only six months apart. So he's a little bit behind me maturity wise. And he knows like, this is not me bad mouthing him. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of our first experiences together were on par. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't me exposing to him to something that he had never, you know, Mm -hmm. wasn't ready for. Mm -hmm. And I don't know at 18, 19, 20, 21, 23, I would be exposing them to things that they're not ready for. Also, that they also don't know how to support you through when things get hard. Yeah. And it's also like if my relationship's rocky or my business is having a hard time, they don't have the life experience, like you just said, to Mm -hmm. even speak to that. Yeah. 
They've exactly. never gone through the big relationships. They've never gone through the big breakups. They've never gone through owning a business or having that big job yet. Mm-hmm. They're just getting started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, it doesn't feel equitable to put them in a position where they're going to miss out on some of those experiences for my own yeah. benefit. Yeah. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I guess like, so when I was dating the one with the six year age gap, I was like, oh, it feels like this is all so new that you're going to be informed by how I do relationships and mine is based on my experience. And that felt wrong somehow. I don't know. It, I was uncomfortable with it. Like yeah. it felt like you're developing your person based on how, how to be a good partner for me. But I'm looking for somebody who naturally is like that and is a good is compatible with me you know like I don't want you to be informed by me I don't know I think it what a lot of it comes down to and maybe me might even be trying to say this I want to date someone who is more a whole person yeah who has molded themselves already who has gone through the trenches who has done some shit who's gotten dirty who's gone through the gnarly shit and is more of a full-formed person in and of their own mm-hmm. and of their own right and of their own volition with their own opinions. But you know what? That's also how I like to be loved is by a person who has already decided so many of those things that when they like appreciate me, it's because of like all of those lived experiences. Right. And, like seeing me as like, oh yeah. This right. Is, like I want to, I want to be like intentionally chosen that way. Not just yeah. being like, I'm still trying to figure me out and you seem cool. And it's like, I, don't I want, am cool. I don't want anyone to mold to me. Yeah. I don't need anyone to mold to me. I don't want and to mold someone to me. who's under 26, 27 is likely going to mold to me, and I don't need that. And yeah. I don't want that for them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel good about it. No. I had my experiences. I didn't start dating seriously until I was 27 with Jay. He was my first person that I really dated fully because I wanted my own life experiences. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know I could do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And that was important to me. And maybe that's not important to everyone, but. I don't feel equitable if I were to date someone and not allow them that space to have those same experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you totally. <laughs> I mean, Rant I over. That's that's <laughs> it. yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it like definitely boils down to me for like the type of people I want to be around and the type of people who I want to be influenced by also. I don't want like a one-way street. I want to know what your experiences are too, you know. So like yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be molded to. No, and it's, you know, the same reason that for the most part when I date up, mm-hmm. typically 40 to 45 is my max there as well. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and this is not for everyone, but for me to relate on an intimate, deep level, day to day, moving about with like a 60-year-old, that would be hard for me. Mm-hmm. They've gone through some shit that I've not gone through. Yeah. You know, they've true. gone through some big life milestones that I've not experienced yet. And even that would be hard for and me. And can even conceive of what they are. Yeah. You, you know, know, I haven't been through some of that shit. So mm-hmm. for me, I tend to find that my relationships do better if I stick within kind of a five to six year range. Mm-hmm. Not rolling out more or less, but mm-hmm. five to six tends to be... I find we have the most If you ever have, like, your perfect partner and they're 11 years older than you, we re-record the episode. (laughs) We just take it down. We're like, no. like, oh, actually. (laughs) I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but, again, being very specific about... And that would be 11 years up, by the way. Um, I would not do 11 years down. Jesus. Um, mm -mm. Um, Do you have an opinion on age gaps with sex workers? Where it's paid for? Yeah. Um, so... Like, assuming, like, no violence, just, in it, you know, services provided, services paid for. 
I actually, I actually would prefer if an 18 year old, 19 year old, 20 year old wants a sexual experience and they're considering a sex worker versus someone who is Mm. too old for them, who would be trying to get something Mm. beyond that. Mm -hmm. I would prefer a sex worker. Yeah. That makes sense. It's in my mind, a paid professional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are paid for a service. They are, if you hire the right sex worker, they're going to make sure that it's a good experience, it's a safe experience, and they're not going to be trying to get them into a relationship out the get. Mm -hmm. Do you have a differing opinion if the sex worker is significantly younger than the person employing them? Does that make sense what I'm asking? Like if the sex worker is 21 and the person who is buying the service is 50? No, mm -mm. as long as it's still treated in a business-like fashion, Mm -hmm. I am okay with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I think if it's if you're tracking the difference is that that doesn't involve any sort of like emotional maturity, any like life influencing, any isolating from family. Like these are the main things that we have brought up as the significant like wrongdoings of age gap relationships. You know, Uh, so and I think in a sex work context, those items are removed. Yeah, I mean, it's because it's still a transactional business relationship. Mm-hmm. It should be. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if it goes beyond that, I do have a problem with that. I think that it also lacks the molding we were talking about. Yeah. Because this is, I mean, it's just not only transactional, but probably, I mean, unless they're frequent customers. I mean, in that situation, a person is doing a job and they're still like following their own life path of, you yeah. know, whatever they're doing, whichever side, you know. Like I know I've watched um, the Bunny Ranch and they had a number of younger women who would have men frequent that are much older than them. Mm-hmm. But it is strictly like they get them, that's an hour and they may be friends in that hour, but mm-hmm. it does not go beyond that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. What about with seening? I don't know if we... I was like, I didn't I discuss if we wanted to talk about that. So I like, um, so I like paused purposefully in case you wanted me to cut it out. So, uh, this, 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 y'all aren't going to like, a lot, some people aren't going to like this. Should I cut um, it? Should I cut it? Actually, we're talking about no, bunnies again. You and... can leave it in. I personally will not seen with someone who is pretty much 18 to 23, 24. Ooh, I'm just going to ask. It's, it's. Again, it's an experience thing. I think, yeah, it's like the difference between like the sex work example, the scene example, the just general dating slash life building example. It does feel like it's almost that order where it's like, yes, technically we are coming together for a a shared goal, which we're both Mm -hmm. aware of. Um, but I guess because I feel like relationships form in with BDS partners, BDSM partners. Well, not only that for me, like you really have to practice, especially with some, I guess it depends on some scenes, but the, the edgier scenes, Mm -hmm. you really need to have some experience with edgy, like flogging needles, knife play, fire play. That's something that. So then to devil's advocate there, would it be better to have like an older scene partner who is more experienced? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I agree on that. And even then, if it's an older scene partner with a younger scene play partner, mm-hmm. that you have to be very careful with. Mm-hmm. I urge any dominant, top, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're older and an age gap between you and the person you're seeing with, be very careful. You have to keep in mind that these people are very impressionable. Yeah. They're impressionable. They're still forming. They're still learning how to say no. Mm-hmm. You can say consent to them all day and tell them that they can say no, but they are impressionable 
young adults, young children. I mean, they're still 18, 19, still children. I will, yeah. I will stand on the hi- that hill and die on that hill. 18, 19, you are still a I child. Think, I think we could throw 20 in there. 20, yeah. I'm I mean, sorry. it's, I, I will die on that hill that you, 18, 19, for sure you are still a child. So It's hard for me because I just think about the examples of people who are that age that I know. And I'm like, yeah, you were, you're, you conduct yourself like a child. Yeah. I you mean, know? so. So if you're going to scene with a significant age gap difference with someone who is that much younger than you, please be careful because. I mean, how many of us at 18, 19 were comfortable saying no to someone who was in a position of power? <sighs> right. That's the, that's the point. That's the point. It's like, I don't know, somewhere along the line when you're maturing, you understand the purpose of your, your yes and your no. And it's like when you're in a relationship context, you eventually get to a point where you're like, I want somebody who's compatible with me, who I can life build with. And these are all decisions that you've made after an experience of doing the wrong versions first. And sometimes that wrong version is like, like, yeah, I got, I got married when I was in my twenties, yeah. uh, 21, 22. And, um, it was very like, I wasn't operating how I operate in relationships. Now I was like, this is how you do relationships. And I, I have to be good at relationships and I want to be a good in a relationship. So I'm yeah. just going to do whatever I think would make me a good person in a relationship. Well, and you also look at, I'm, I'm going to take it here and some people are going to cringe, but also as a gender thing, women, young women coming out of their family's homes, it's going to be the first time that they actually have a say over themselves. Mm-hmm. So it takes women a lot longer to build the self-confidence to say no to people. Mm-hmm. And some women, it takes forever. Yeah, like, some women still I, Yeah, like, so for me, especially if you're going to scene with a younger woman, um, you really have to understand the complexities that can go behind that mm-hmm. and be extra. Like, yeah. I personally would not seen with someone that young. Yeah. I don't think you have the skill set yet to say no and stand up for yourself. And I need to know deeply that someone I'm seen with will say no to yes. me. Yes. Like, yes. deeply need to know that. Yes. And then standing there going, I will, I will. You, you're, not, you're not old enough yet. Yeah. You've not had to say no yet. And yeah. stand in front of someone in a di- power dynamic and say no. And depending on your experience level, you could also be trying to test your limits. Right. So, I mean, I went through that for sure. Yeah. I want to be cool. I want to be... Yeah. I'm gonna, I can take it. No, hit me hard. I gotta, no, I'm I can, not going to say red. I can yeah. do it. I can yeah, do it. Yeah, I can do it. Just very orange or yellow. Yeah. It's so... That's that's my warning to everyone is I, I would be very careful with that. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a way to do age gap relationships ethically? here's what it boils down to for me is um if i'm asking myself how can you do it ethically how can you what are ways that you're monitoring emotional maturity ethically and what are ways that you're making sure that they're developing their own life path or being their parent that still feels unethical and i I do feel that like when you have more experience uh, a more lived experience it does almost create a little bit of a power imbalance she said the nice way. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to say 18 to 24, 25, no. If there's a 10-year gap between 18 and 25 that you are dating, no. Yeah. You can try your best, but you are battling a biological effect that you can't change. Mm-hmm. You're battling a frontal cortex that is not developed, and you cannot change that. Which gives you a clear advantage. It gives you a clear advantage. Yeah. You are developed. They are not. Mm-hmm. So... It's not even that someone can be moving about unethically. It's just that situation is unethical. Yeah. Does that make Period. sense? Yeah, yeah. That's it's like, my It's belief. not about action. 
No. Like, you know, we've brought this up in other circumstances where it's like, can you do triads ethically? It's like, well, that's an action-based thing. So, I mean, you could try and do this, this, and this. But, yeah, when you are entering into an age gap with that significance, you're entering into an unethical situation. With At least between, for me, 18 to 24, 25, because it's just a development thing. Yeah. It is purely just a biological, your brain is not developed, my brain is developed, that it. Here, it just is here's, what it is. here's where I'm going to go wacky and crazy. Do you think there's versions where people who are older, who are just mentally not developed and are mentally the age of, like, is Dane Cook mentally 18? Maybe, but his brain is still developed. Well, but also his career is developed. His money's developed. He's been through his, marriages. His home's been, you know, he's yeah. bought houses. He's been through marriages. He's been through bankruptcies. So it's very like, even if you are an immature person and mentally you are that age, you're not like when people will say like here's a much lighter example it's like oh you've tried to figure out who you are in your 20s and then when you're in your 30s you're like buying all the toys that you wanted when you were a kid and things Mm -hmm. like that it's like it's not like i'm a kid now with adult money it's like you still have all those experiences that have informed who you are yeah that that younger person doesn't yeah and i at the core of it their brain's not developed yours is yeah that it, it for me that is a clear cut yeah boom yeah, you, can, you there's nothing you can do about it. What else? What else? What else? I don't. I, and there's no. You're mature for your age. No. It's like yeah, people who end up being uh, identified as mature for their age are very good at mirroring. Yes. And molding. And molding. Yeah. So for me, no. Especially where it's like, like me is what I had mentioned. Where it's like, oh yeah, I was. I grew up in a family system where you basically had. <laughs> so sorry. Oh my God, this was the glass side of the table. <laughs> I don't like that at all. It didn't break. <laughs> if we were on, on camera, I don't like that at all. The price of the table just ran through my head, and I was like, how much did I spend? Oh, God. Anyway, because I was in family systems where I had to mold to survive, I didn't stop doing that till like, yeah. way later in my life. Well, because you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah, no. I just molded to survive, and you didn't know you were even doing yeah. that until later when you realized. That's why, like, one of my deepest fears now is, like, am I going to find out 10 years from now that I'm just doing that right now, but I think Still. I might be awoke, but I'm actually not. <laughs> Looking back, you're like, God. Damn, Damn it. it. I even made that whole age gap there episode. Are levels. Yikes. <laughs> there are levels. There are levels. <laughs> so, did we hit everything? I know, I just kind of tangented off on... Let me see. I, was in a, I did the brains developing thing. Mm-hmm. Excuse us. Sorry. Yeah. So, no, I think I've said everything. Okay. Yeah, I did my crazy one. Did I... Wait, I did my... Yeah, I feel like I did my hotline questions. Somebody's mentally not developed. Can they consider themselves... And, uh, I personally just feel like if you, at the end of the day, most people, if you really take a hard look at who you're dating or who you're interested in, you, you really got to be honest with yourself on if you're the same level or not. Yeah. Or close. It can be hard, too, because especially if you're already in a, like, if you are currently in a significantly age-gapped relationship, thinking about it is going to try and... Thinking about it is going to hold the weight of, oh, shit, am I going to need to break up with this person? So it's going to be even harder to try and identify where those, like, imbalances are. Yeah. Um, kind of a funny one that I read in one of the articles was, like, you know, another thing that comes up? Age of retirement. If there's too big of an age gap, you guys are going to not be retiring I mean, at the same time. I've and seen that like, with people. Where the husband, I say husband, I don't know why that's my default. Well, I do know why that's my default. Um, just because you tend to see men dating younger women more. Um, yeah. Is that what I said? So, I, yeah, I've actually known people with a big age gap and, like, their partner will retire, like, 20 years before they can. Jealous. 
I'd be so mad. I'd be so mad. I would be like, I wouldn't. But I've your will, by the way. Like, I would still want to work, but it would be like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, that's true. Not fuck me you for having. No, fun. I would be like, fuck you for sure. I'd be like, how much is the retirement fund? Are we Are we gonna go on yachts now? I I've been now told, the yachts. I've been I've been told I'm supposed to be on. Yacht. I'm supposed to be on yachts. So that's my one purpose. Go. Yeah, I'm like finally. Here it is. Put me on the yacht. Put me on the yacht. Um, yeah, I think we hit everything. I think we touched everything a little bit. We have our munch. Uh, when this drops, oh. the munch will be the next day. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. I did, I, as someone who edited it the day before, I was like, no, munch is on Friday. <laughs> it's the day before. <laughs> so we have our munch on Friday. We have our educational munch. I don't remember the day. It's the third Sunday of every month, I think. It will be now because we'll be here. Um... <laughs> Are we gonna? Did we? Do we even reschedule? I think it? we already scheduled it. Well, it's so far. I think probably reschedule. I think it's the twenty first. Um, go to our Facebook group, Free Skins and Geeks. Hey. Oh my! We got all the dates. It's all there. there. All of our events there. Go to our Instagram. You can go to our Apple page and give us a five star review. You yeah, can be you a Patreon to, like Morgasmically because she's awesome. Oh, thank you. Did I miss anything? Please, please follow us on YouTube. Oh yeah, you can follow us on. Please YouTube. subscribe and press the bell. I think we have 277 subscribers. Yes. Subscribers, reverse. We're pushing 300. Okay. Trying. So I want to. I want to close that gap, that age gap. Am I right? What's up? Hi. I'm CJ. Do not. I throw hands. <laughs> okay. We did the sign up for YouTube. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm, join our mm-hmm, Facebook mm-hmm, group. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. If you're feeling nice, buy us a coffee. If you're feeling wild. If you want to be real cool, join Patreon. Um, and. Yeah, I think I said all the things. Yeah, the things. Probably we did the five star review. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long day. Okay, guys, you have a good one. I'm sorry if I made anybody mad I'm not, a little bit. I'm not sorry I'm at all. Not, please don't ask me about it at the munch. I'll be really awkward about it. I won't. I'll keep going. Oh, I'll hide behind April. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.